I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cold Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Cold Pop Show. Ah, uh, things aren't good, Richard. Oh, what's going on, mate? Mate, I am sick as a dog. Um, I'll be editing out all my sniffles <laughs> on my audio track this episode. Um, Rather than mine, like you normally do. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll have to edit out both of ours. Like that one, which you wouldn't have heard. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, I've, it's freezing in my house. I have this thing, I don't know if I've talked about this on pod before, but my feet get real cold, like, all the time. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, well, so for the last, like, maybe three years, every winter, my feet have been cold maybe, like, 65% of the time. Wow. Like, to have them warm is a luxury, you know? And they get cold in bed now. Like, I'll be be sleeping and warm, and then they'll just go, oh. It's time to be cold, <laughs> uh, and then they'll get real. They're cold right now, and I've I've covered them in blankets, but that only helps sometimes. It's completely random and arbitrary. Um, Have you put socks on? Yeah, I've got. I, I've tried everything, man. Oh. The only things that work are like real annoying solutions, like having a foot bath and stuff, which is like, and that only works for when they're in the foot bath. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. So, I knew about that time you had gout. Yeah, no, this is different to the gout. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my house is real cold, and then this morning, uh, so this is, we're recording this the Sunday before the Monday that we release this episode, and this is sort of a, we usually try to do it maybe a a couple days earlier than this, but, you know, schedules and shit turned into this, and um, we have to do it in the morning as well, which, you know, being quite ill, I was like, all right, you know, getting up any time before noon is going to be something I'm going to have to you know push for and, and try hard pretty hard to do um because i kind of just wanted to sleep all day you know mm. and uh then i so i went and had a shower and uh we have no hot water which is like the fourth oh, time no. this has happened um i don't know why it happens it always seems to happen to me because no one else talks about it in my flat until i have a shower so i was just standing in a cold shower this morning swearing my lungs out at the world um like and- do you have a hot water cylinder that runs out or is your we have, hot water we, actually getting we turned run by off? Gas. Right. So the gas runs out. So I switched gas tanks and then turned the shower back on and it was hot and I got in and then it turned cold when I got in there. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You punked me. Yeah. Stupid shower. So I've got my coffee. I had um, some eggs on toast, but I think I burnt everything. So it tasted real shit. Um, I'm not in a good mood, Richard. But you know what? At least we get to talk about some fantastic movies. Yeah. Well, actually, I've got news for you, buddy. Mm. We don't. Oh, no. We get to talk about a Cinderella story. The cool. four C- films. Because, yeah. Because this is, of course, for our new oh, listeners, yes. 
Film franchise Fortnite's on the Cold Popsha podcast. My name is AJ, and over there is Richard. Hello. Re- recording in different cities. Yeah. Let's start bringing that AJ's up. in your right ear, I'm in your left ear. Oh, well, not exactly, but. Well, you could do that, though. I could, but it'd be very annoying. <laughs> I don't think it'd be pleasant to listen to. Just, no, just for that when I say that. Okay, I'll do it just for that. That's going to be so annoying. Because <laughs> people listening in one ear will be like, what? Mm, yeah. I'm in your right ear. No, because you said both lines. So I won't say anything responding to it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we watch film franchises on this podcast um, every fortnight. And uh, this week we land. It's usually either randomly decided or decided by our patrons. This week was randomly decided. And uh, we landed on the four film series, A Cinderella Story. Take it away, Richard. Uh, okay, so A Cinderella Story is a film franchise of four films, as you've mentioned. Uh, this consists of A Cinderella Story in 2004, Another Cinderella Story in 2008, A Cinderella Story Once Upon a Song in 2011, and A Cinderella Story If the Shoe Fits in 2016. Now, these are the kind of movies where they take uh, the the story of Cinderella, uh, the Cinderella story, if you will, and sort <laughs> of... Uh, molded into modern times so they use cell phones for instance and uh yeah they 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 retell a story in a way that modern audiences can comprehend (laughs) Uh, so the first one was directed by mark rosman and uh, what's that one about aj uh it's about exactly what you said i mean it's got hillary duff in it as the as the cinderella character and chad michael murray and the Prince Charming character. And Jennifer Coolidge as the, as the evil, stepmother. evil stepmother. And um, yeah, these films do quite a fun thing of um, mainly the, uh, the, the Cinderella and the stepmother sort of downgrade every single film um mm. a little bit i mean it's this is this is a hard thing to explain but i know we both know exactly what we mean yeah it's kind of like if you were to be like oh, we can't get Hilary Duff back for the sequel. Who do we get instead? Yeah. It's Selena Gomez. Oh, then the third one. We can't get Selena Gomez back for the third film. Who do we get instead? It's like every single time those two, because they're not playing the same character. They're playing yeah. the same role. It's the same archetype. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single person they cast is actually like- The discount version of the previous one. Yeah, but it's exponential, right? So like yeah. by the time you get to the fourth one, the the we'll get to it later i'm sure but the actors and that are like you've heard of you maybe heard of one of them but only if you're like pretty into like yeah. certain niche parts of the, it's, it's we'll, we'll get into yeah. it more i'm sure but it is it is astonishing casting just to get to the next movie and be like of course that's the discount version of the last actress yeah yeah so you you do you want to explain more what it's about Sure. So the actual, um, the actual plot hillary duff uh hillary duff's character i don't remember any of the characters names they're not cinderella or anything um but she is, uh, is like Duff a character is Sam Montgomery. Sam, she and um, the uh, Prince Charming is Austin. Austin. So she, Sam, uh, her she had a real close relationship with her dad, and then her dad married uh, Jennifer Coolidge, and then her, her dad died. Um, and what is a scene that is pretty grim, but they kind of brush over it because it's such a light puff piece movie that it's like yeah my dad died in an earthquake anyway life sure is hard for me now with my crazy <laughs> stepmom and it's like that is the saddest thing i've ever heard you're d- <laughs> like you see the scene you see the earthquake happens and he's like stay here and runs out of the room and whatever way he died like that's a horrific death <laughs> whatever way you slice it and they're just like yeah yeah he 
died. All right, plot, plot, plot. Um, and so she now works in in what was her dad's, but now her stepmother's diner. Um, and her stepmother rules over her with an iron fist. And uh, there's a there's a school ball uh, that's like a masquerade ball. And um, Austin, who's the hot guy, is going to be going there. And but the two of them have haven't talked in real life, but they have connected through an online message board. But they don't know each other are each other, uh, and so. Yeah. They so meet- it's a message board because they're going to the same college. Yeah. And so it's like people who are going to this college sign up here. And so, yeah, they're like R slash Princeton. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they they know that both of them are going to the ball and they meet up at the ball and she knows it's Austin because it's Austin. He's the most popular boy in school. But he doesn't recognize her as Sam. Um, but she before she takes her mask off, she has to run back to the diner by midnight because that's when her stepmom's going to check on her. And so then it's like Austin's like, oh, I'm in love with this girl. Who is she? And, and he, he searches throughout the whole school trying to find her. A bunch of shit happens. The, one of the main... Because she left her phone. Yeah, instead, well. of, her, instead and- of a glass slipper, it's her, it's her phone. Um, one of the main conceits of this film that I found very hard to buy into was how seriously they take like the class structure of of high school like scenes i guess because when when everyone finds out who's who it's like oh my god austin the popular boy in school is in love with a girl who works at a diner and it's like a girl they call her yeah diner what the fuck like who gives a shit like you you, it's oh she has a job and an income yeah yeah it's this weird ass like like oh she doesn't have you know, people waiting on her hand and foot. That means that that she's a lesser citizen. It's so weird. And it'd be less weird yeah. if, like, the reality of the film allowed for that. But the two main characters in particular are painted as such reasonable people that it's like, yeah, this is just who 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 you guys wouldn't care if you found yeah. out the girl you were dating was a diner girl. Well, he doesn't really care, but she's humiliated in front of the whole school when yeah. uh, the popular girls, Shelby Cummings. Yeah. And they never make a Shelby Cummings round the mountain joke. Why would you call the character Shelby Cummings without intention? <laughs> they like they find out who it is that that it's Sam, the diner girl, and they put on like a play for the whole school, which is like reveals that Austin's been in love with diner girl, and she's like, oh, "How could you? I'm just plain old Hillary Duff." Mm. No one could ever be attracted to me. Yeah, plain old, literally the most attractive person in this film, Hilary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> she confronts him at, at his football game, and she's mad at him. And I, in my head, I was like, "She's mad at him." I wouldn't. You even... stormed off. Yeah, I, I not, <laughs> for, not for one second did I ever consider she would be angry at him. <laughs> it was such a weird <laughs> moment. And then she's like, "You know, waiting for you is like waiting for rain in a drought." pointless and disappointing and it's like this oh line but it's also like it's not a good line <laughs> it's not a- <laughs> yeah just say like you don't need to clarify we understand yeah, what waiting yeah. for rain in a drought is like <laughs> yeah yeah hmm, what is waiting for rain in a drought like i i mentioned it would be quite um Fulfilling. quite fruitful yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and and it's i it's funny because there is a there is like i want to say b plot but it's more like an an f plot that their town has been in a drought and i 
bet you, I bet you they came up with that line first and they're like, what? why is she talking about a drought? It seems kind of unprompted. And then they're like, like, oh, we'll just take it out. And they're like, no, no, no. No, let's go back. <laughs> let's go back and, and add in that there's a drought happening in the t- in the town. But it's mentioned like twice at the beginning and then at the end when, when the story's resolved and they kiss, it starts raining. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Because okay. the drought cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, not a not a great movie. I really like Jennifer Coolidge, so I really liked her in this. Um, this is our third Jennifer Coolidge franchise. Is that correct? Whoa, that's a big call. Let me... Um, I think American have- Pie and Legally Blonde are our only other Jennifer Coolidge franchises. Do you want to quickly... Um- stall while stall. I looked it up. Hey everybody, it's me, Stuart the Staller, and I'm here to stall. What have you guys been doing? That's great. Oh yeah. What are you what are you doing to find the answer to this? Are you like scrambling through each of our episodes and trying to trying to and, and, Yeah, I'm I'm listening to all of our episodes <laughs> at like super high speed to try and figure out if um she's been in them. Uh no, she's actually in um uh Austin Powers as well is she yeah she plays woman at football game wow our fourth jennifer she's becoming an mvp there she is and along with richard real <laughs> and um what's the guy clint from- howard and no the the guy who plays booger who looks like richard real and clint oh howard. <laughs> um i don't remember his name do you want to explain this for um <laughs> for our newer listeners what, what am i explaining who Richard Real and Booger are? Ah, uh, they're, they're just they're just character actors who have kind of you would you would recognize them if you saw them. You might not know them by name, but they kind of make their bread from being in straight to DVD sequels to franchises. So we come across them a lot. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, some little. Well, actually, no. First off, what do you think this film has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it'll have like a critic score of like thirty and an audience score of like seventy. <laughs> um, so it's got a. It's, you're right that it does have a critics and audience score, and the audience score is higher. Mm-hmm. The audience score is fifty four percent. Oh, that's not um, even the that critic much. score is twelve. Yeah, I don't think this is a very good movie. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not really. But, no, um, it's maybe not twelve percent. But yeah, like twelve percent, I was like, that's devastating yeah like, yeah it is a movie that is like um here's here because we talked about the Domin- we were you messaged me earlier this week and you were like after you'd watched the first one you're like man i'm not looking forward to the diminishing returns on this podcast you know like the yeah. the the first one and the, the you know they each get worse as they go along i don't know if i necessarily felt that to any extreme level they set a bar with the first one and then yeah. none of the rest of them kind of move from that bar in my opinion yeah yeah they're they're actually semi-consistent yeah they're semi-consistent and very easy to watch and very short as well yeah Uh, yeah but so uh chad michael murray Mm -hmm. the hollywood's hunk of 2004 wasn't always playing austin Uh, rupert grint was actually originally cast um but had to pull out because of filming for prisoner of azkaban do you reckon you can make rupert grint a heartthrob because chad michael murray is like designed in a factory yeah whereas rupert grint is like charming because of his uh, yeah is like the you know oddness yeah 
Mm. What the the fa- the byproduct of what that factory produces? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the offcut. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do, I I should say, I really like about this film though is um, it's got a, quite a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of these things that I it was like the only thing I knew about this film before seeing it, and I think I, it's it's one of those weird movies that watching it, I'm like maybe sixty percent of this I know I've definitely seen before. I think it was on TV like four or five years ago and i saw most of it mm-hmm. um but yeah it had uh the soundtrack includes um a couple of songs from like kind of obscurish bands that i like and and yeah. songs by them that i really like because um during the like final football game it's a place a song called hear you me by jimmy at world which is like one of my favorite songs of all time <laughs> um and also uh there's like a makeover montage uh, to a song called Falling For You by Busted, who I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. And actually, I believe today, um, an episode of a Busted podcast that I guest starred on uh, is being released. Uh, not about Falling For You, although they do have an episode about Falling For You. Uh, but check that out, a podcast for everyone. I had a great time um, talking about a it's song called- It's called a podcast called... for everyone. You might have yeah. missed that because it's quite yeah, a yeah. casual name. Um, yeah, it's called a podcast for everyone. And uh, it's two, two British guys that host it. And it's like, it's criminal that they're- It's a shame that the, the subject of their podcast is so niche because they're so funny. So mm. check it out. We'll probably share a link to it. Um, yeah, I'll put, it, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes yeah, to the episode. And, um, and yeah, to, to my episode, we'll share it on our social yep. media as well, just to you know help out mm. our help out our little guys across guys. several ponds. Uh, <laughs> but it's a very it's a very very funny podcast, so I recommend checking it out, even if you have no interest in busted. You say several ponds, but there's only one pond, baby. It's just real big. It's all one pond. It's real big. <laughs> so one thing as well, a little bit of randomly placed trivia for you. Mm. Uh, so. One, uh, this film also stars, we haven't mentioned, it stars Regina King, mm-hmm. who you may remember uh, won an Oscar earlier this year for her performance in If Beale Street Could Talk. For her performance and- in a Cinderella story. It was <laughs> a bit delayed, a bit belated, but they were like, you know what? We should have given it to you in 2004. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, it's like when Leo won. It's like a, one of those makeup yeah, yeah. Oscars for their career. She she um, plays the like real life application of the fairy godmother in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um. So this is only the second time where we have watched a film franchise containing an actor uh, the same year that they won an Oscar. What is the other one? Uh, Gary Oldman in Kung Fu Panda 2. (laughs) Gary Oldman in Kung Fu Panda 2 is a sentence I am in love with. Um, That's so great. So there's a couple that... Um, we missed by like a year. So like um, Francis McDormand won in 2018 for a 2017 film and we covered Transformers 3 in 2017. So right. she didn't actually win in 2017. So, uh, but there's a few like Leo in Critters, 3, in Critters 3 we did like a did year after. you say Clitters? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, Leo, Leo in Critters 3. Uh, yeah, yeah Sam Rockwell, um, he's in 102 Dalmatians. Um, 
which we and so there's like all these ones that we just just missed i love this podcast i love the mythology of this show that we can say <laughs> sam rockwell and 102 dalmatians or gary and Alban and Kung Fu Panda too. yeah um so and also this is our second regina king jennifer coolidge movie after legally blonde 2 although oh, wow. if you're going off just films that we've mentioned on the podcast it's the third after down to earth which chris white's um directed and mm. i talked to him about for Probably longer than it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and he would agree with that, you know, but the sounds of the way, how much he wanted to talk about. Um, cool. Uh, did you have anything more to say about the first Cinderella story? Not getting into spoilers for the second one just yet. <laughs> not not in the immediate. Maybe maybe I will later on, but not right now. Mm. I'll, I'll see if I can remember anything later on. Okay. Well, next up we have another Cinderella story. Uh, came out in 2008. Uh, directed by Damon... Oh, God. Lindelof. Damon Santo St- Santa Stefano. San- did Santa- he direct a Bring It On film? He did. Yes. Um, yeah, and I was going to um, try and get in contact with him, but I don't know how. Yeah. Um, so this one stars... Which, which uh, Bring It On did he direct, do you remember? Uh, again, I think. Was it again? Okay. He does. He does sequels, which where the title is, um, you know, making fun of the fact that it's another title, another yeah, sequel. That, that, that's really his um, bread and butter. His go-to, yeah, thing. Uh, the so only other one... example of this I can think of is the Paul Jennings book, The Gizmo, has a sequel called The Gizmo Again. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's other examples. Yeah, we'll, we'll write them down. <laughs> uh yeah send them in if you can think of another one uh so anyway uh this in the role of hillary duff's role uh, stars selena gomez in the uh chair michael murray role it stars drew seeley who you might remember as being uh troy's singing voice from high school musical one mm, um so second and, drew seeley franchise uh, <laughs> and in uh the evil wicked stepmother for uh role wicked stepmother role Played originally by Jennifer Coolidge, we have Jane Lynch from Glee. Now, this is a bit the, I, our theory about the downgrade, the downgrade theory. I feel like Jane Lynch might be the anomaly here, if there is an anomaly, because I they I feel like Jennifer Coolidge and Jane Lynch are maybe as famous as each other. They're not. Yeah, but I think in and and their respective time when the films were made, Jane Lynch would be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, because this is before Glee or during yeah. Glee. No, before it's before Glee. Glee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whereas like um, uh, the first one was hot off the heels of you know the American Pie sequels. Yeah, true. Which every it shared an audience with the Cinderella story naturally. Selena Gomez, I'd say, is probably more famous than Hilary Duff, but this is two thousand eight. We're talking as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing is as well is that um, it's, the, this theory of the downgrade theory is is I feel like it's more prominent with the stepmothers, whereas with the cinderellas it's like who is it as big at the moment who we can give us like when when the when the disney hollywood whatever system is like we're gonna make you famous we've decided we're gonna manipulate you know media to make you famous they chuck you a cinderella story here's <laughs> <laughs> a cinderella story you can star in so what yeah what's this one about do you remember uh it's it's ostensibly the same movie the biggest difference in this one is that um and this is something that I think all the three all three sequels do is that the Prince Charming character is now both a like famous celebrity and one of their classmates. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, eh, I feel like you can pick one or the other. And 
Oh, that's right. Jane Lynch plays a pop star in this. So she's yeah. famous as well. But it's like, it's not treated as like ironic that she's, you know, like in her 40s and a pop star. Um, well, no, I think she's like a faded pop star because she's doing like um, mm. a commercial for Backney when we meet her. Yeah, true, true. I don't know. There was something very, it felt like they wanted the cake and to have their cake and eat it too, you know, yeah. with like know. The, the stepmother's a famous pop star, but she also is played by someone who wouldn't be a pop star. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are uh, what there's nothing she she loses instead of her cell phone or a glass slipper. She uses loses her uh, iPod, no, her Zune, our second Zune franchise, <laughs> of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and to instead of like trying on the slipper, it's like, tell me what your top five songs on your Zune are. Um, it's more of the it's I wish I could give you more specifics, but it's honestly basically the same thing. It's just this it's Selena Gomez now and there's. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of those things, um, like, we've talked about, like, iconic franchise elements that um, are actually introduced in the second, or, like, aren't in the first one, Um, which is my, don't, um, Phoebe, if you're listening to this, don't steal this from WatchMojo, unless you want to credit me, (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, so there's, there's quite a few things that, like, things that you associate with a franchise, but they're actually only in the second or third onwards mm-hmm. um and this one it's like if this was an iconic franchise this would be one the fact that all the sequels are about like music mm. that they're all about like the 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 chad michael murray type is like a famous singer and yeah, she's yeah. an aspiring singer and then they do a duet at the end like which we've seen before with land before time yeah exactly yeah um yeah it's 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 very strange there's a really (laughs) cool scene in this one probably the coolest scene of the franchise this might be my least favorite movie in the franchise but as the coolest scene where um the the prince charming is teaching a bunch of his fellow students and also fans um (laughs) how to dance in this dance studio and selena gomez's character is behind a one one-way mirror so she can see him but he can't see her and there's the scene where they dance together but he doesn't know he's dancing with her and it's it's a good it's well it's well made it's a it's a cool little little scene that kind of portrays the um the heart of the story quite well because she feels invisible to him and yeah is this the one as well where they um they humiliate her stepsisters humiliate her by showing the uh chad michael murray type that she was a fan of his growing up yeah and they get they get an actress who's supposed to be young selena gomez but the age discrepancy between them is so like how old was it's like 11 to 16 yeah yeah and they get a completely different actress for her but but she's talking about how she loves i can't remember the character's name she loves the prince charming Uh, character joey parker joey parker she's like i love you joey parker and it's like how old was joey parker when she was like 11 yeah 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 (laughs) they don't really like presumably they're the same age which means he was an 11 year old pop star (laughs) which isn't outside of possibility but still kind of like swept under the rug but it's also like yeah whatever i was a fan of yours you know yeah 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 they're big humiliating acts in these films it's just like Mm. yeah oh it's it's consistent it's it's that the the characters are humiliated by something which if happened to me i'd be like i don't really care yeah (laughs) oh you know i work at a diner okay Oh, you know, yeah. I was a fan of yours. Wasn't that obvious already? I don't really... The the one thing I'll give this movie as well is that the reveal that 
when they find out who's who that, that he finds out who she is because they meet at another masquerade ball da, 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 da. um it happens a lot earlier in the film and it can be about other stuff going forward instead of yeah that's the point. other ones which kind of save it till the end yeah because there's another thing in this movie is, is of course when in all of these movies when he, when the prince charming announces that he's looking for his cinderella um a bunch of girls try and line up and like fake their way in as as is in the original cinderella story i presume i watching these i was like i don't actually know what happens in between her losing her slipper and him putting the slipper Do back you know, on well it. he goes to he goes around town and says i'm looking for the foot that right. fits this glass slipper and everyone's like me 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 and in the original book or, or whatever it is i'm pretty sure um the stepsisters like mutilate their feet to try and fit them in and it's like one of those things like you're not you're not gonna see this in the disney version yeah, yeah it's a brothers grim thing i think yeah so all the all the girls line up to be like i'm actually the girl you were looking for i'm actually the girl you were looking for but like the disguise that the Cinderella's in every movie, the dis- disguise that the Cinderella's have, isn't enough for you to not know basic what they look like. You know, like he knows Hilary Duff is blonde because she's not yeah. covering up her hair, and then these like brunettes can be like, "I'm the girl you're looking for," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he, and at no point does he go like, "Well, I know this much about the the what <laughs> she looked like." Yeah, and I mean, it's like it's not even clear that he he thinks oh she was probably wearing a wig or something you know yeah 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 that would save it right yeah, yeah. especially in, in the third one uh, they meet at a an a, like arabian themed party and she's wearing a veil where you can see her face behind it <laughs> <laughs> so one annoying thing about this film is the imdb trivia for it is, isn't even that funny you know no no they're just like oh yeah this is just trivia about the film although on if you're on wikipedia um the cast includes maurice the zone so i presume i don't know if that's a joke from the credits or someone's just being playing cheeky buggers with um the wikipedia page we're certainly not going to re-watch the movie to see if it actually is (laughs) in the credits uh, so I guess we'll just move right along to a Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song, that mm-hmm. came out in 2011. It was also directed by Damon, uh, no last Stephen, name. Stefan. Uh, Santa Stefano. Santa Santo Stefano. Stefano. And this one, instead of uh, Hilary Duff or Selena Gomez, it stars the next logical person, Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars and Truth or Dare. Mm, um, yeah. And the um, matriarch is played by Missy Pyle perfect this was what made me realize the theory we go from jennifer coolidge to jane lynch to missy pyle and i love all of these actresses they're all fantastic they're all so good and like missy pyle's one of those actresses as well if you don't know who she is look up and look up now because you you recognize her from something and she's one of those actresses that like i see all the time and before i like learned her name i was like what's the like what's the missy pyle role that i know her from Mm. and i could never figure it out yeah, she's no. a lot of things though she's yeah. in um gone girl she plays the the um she plays a parody of that um, woman <laughs> and i don't know her. she's don't, in the name. first episode of pushing daisy season two. Oh That's yeah one of the main roles are i bet she's in an episode of malcolm in the middle i bet you a hundred dollars she's in a malcolm <laughs> okay. in the middle episode um, uh she is not oh well, that you'll find see that in your bank account, surely. <laughs> uh, yeah, she pops up in TV shows a lot, and she she yeah, often yeah. plays a similar character to the one she plays here. She's got kind of like an evil face. She's very yeah neurotic evil kind of type. Yeah, but she's great. Yeah, she's great. 
she's great in this movie as well which is this might even be my favorite one i might even like this more than the first one but i don't like any of them so bear that in mind um this is the sexiest one of the four. Oh hell yeah <laughs> we we so because i kind of assumed do you know what who produced what company produced these or distributed these movies do you know uh uh because you would think with the likes of hillary duff and selena gomez it'd be like disney or nickelodeon yeah warner premiere yeah the, these aren't actually associated with any like wholesome brand and so I was quite so surprised. So you see full frontal nudity. <laughs> well, no, not exactly. But like at one point in, in this film, Lucy Hale's character gets trapped outside naked and has to like run around, like covering covering herself up with like pot plants and a um Welcome a doormat. Yeah. And then she like runs into the Prince Charming, and it's very like Ooh, kind of thing. Yeah. And then later on, like he was flirting with you. Of course, he was flirting. I was naked. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a few other moments. Um, where it it's like they're not it's like because i think with a lot of maybe if this was disney or nickelodeon there might be like sexual references but they'll be like more in how it's played than what they're saying but in this it actually does get it gets downright grotesque richard <laughs> it gets yeah. downright graphic compared to something like camp rock you know um yeah and so i don't know i thought i thought there was there was potential in, in this series to be a bit more grounded in realism maybe with all of that I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But um, no. So this one, the plot is that uh, her stepsister is is the one that this that uh, Missy Pyle wants uh, Prince Charming to get with, but she can't sing, and Prince oh, Charming's no! a famous singer again, and so she gets um through a series of like funny things happening. Um, <laughs> Lucy Hale, happening. Lucy Hale proves that she can sing, and so Missy Pyle constructs it so that it's like uh it's actually her other her real daughter um yeah it's like um the 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 sequels use a lot of like sitcom tropes and mm. this has the one of like you go on the date and i'll be in your ear telling you what to say yeah yeah, um and there's another one in the in the last one which i'll which we'll get to but um yeah yeah, i i know what you mean about this kind of almost being a favorite because in this one as well i um I hated the stepsister the least as well. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. So this usually they have two stepsisters. This one has a stepsister and a stepbrother who's like a borderline sex pest because he's the one who oh, locks her outside. He's, he, he's the worst. He never really gets enough comeuppance. Well, and that's the thing is that the stepsister, while she is, you know, the bad guy for a lot of it, towards the end she's talking to um, the main character and she's like um, – She's basically confessing that she doesn't feel like she's good enough. And it's quite a sad scene where you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to feel sorry for you now. But then the film still ends with her getting a humiliated because they, they show an, a, during a live performance that she isn't the one singing. And then the main character comes out and she was singing the whole time. And oh my God, it was your voice that I fell in love with. Not your, um, not your stepsister that I thought it was this whole time. And uh, yeah. she gets humiliated and then the film ends. And I was like, no, 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 you... 
you redeemed the character. Yeah, you redeemed also, the stepsister. What are you on doing the, there? On the other hand, the stepbrother is like just such an obnoxious. Like he's he's the kind of character you want to see get knocked out or something like that. You know, yeah. like those that satisfying, um, you know, knockout <laughs> scene yeah, yeah, yeah. that you get in something like American Reunion. Yeah. Um, but instead. They just tell each other that they love each other and you're like, oh, okay, I get, we're supposed to like this character now. Let's go humiliate this other character yeah. who's like just a product of um, the system and, and her mum being yeah. horrible. And, it, and it's, a mo- like, it's a movie, right? It's written. So you can take out the scene where she redeems herself and it's fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to this one being the sexiest. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I'll talk because, about this yeah, all day. The, the, the scene where she's locked outside, like it is very sex pesty of her little brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she picks up this pot plant that's got, you know, like uh, it's um, a bit of topiary you know, goodness where it's mm-hmm. got like um, the pot and then um, the actual like plant part is a little bit above that. So you can hide it. You can carry that in, fr- in your front and it covers your down south regions and mm-hmm. also your breasts. Mm-hmm. Um and Thank so she's God. like running around with that. And then it cuts to a shot of her from behind where she's running towards the shed. And she now has it um, covering her bum. Mm-hmm. And so she's just running like arms behind her back, full frontal towards the shed. And I'm like, I get you're doing this for the camera, but the character would still want to cover up their front more than their back. I no, imagine. maybe there was a road behind her or something. Yeah. I mean, sure. But I feel like it's it's human instinct to cover. Right you know the front mm. it's a move it's movie magic bro yeah and boy was it magic uh, yeah i guess watching that scene and up until this point in all and all the movies we'd seen so far i was like these are kids movies these are like you know yeah. uh, tween age movies and then you see lucy hale very clearly like on set naked you know and she, yeah. i'm sure she's, she's got like the things you pasties use and stuff, pasties yeah. and stuff but it's like you know, on a set of a Disney movie, the character would never get naked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it is. It is. And it was a bit of a like, and not even in like a, a you know warm blooded man like hello kind of way. It was more like a hello. <laughs> it was more like a, oh wow. The, the, I don't know. It kind of in a way weird way it added more credibility to the film because it wasn't afraid to like do interesting things with its story i guess yeah because they're like this is this is what the story requires yeah yeah, like, yeah. Lucy like i'll only do nudity <laughs> if it's if it suits the story and they're like oh we've got this real funny scene <laughs> a cinderella um, story three i'm in <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so okay i guess we'll just move on to the fourth one then how are uh, you dude which is oh actually sorry before we move on i have Ooh. got a little bit of dumb imdb trivia for you um, so as you mentioned before, um, this is how, but this is how it's worded on IMDb, which makes it dumb. Very first Cinderella movie that got a stepbrother and a stepsister instead of two stepsister. Very first. <laughs> got that. Got it. And also, um, then again, this is funny because of the way it's written. In the scene between Katie and Bev in Katie's bedroom, Bev mentions that Katie could go on American Idol. The actress Lucy Hale was on a spin-off called American Juniors when she was 14, um, but was is in caps. <laughs> and it's like we've spoken before about, like, don't, don't put personality in these. Yeah, 
don't inject yourself into this piece of objective trivia please yeah like like they were so surprised that they were mm. like everyone else is going to be just as they're not going to understand why it's interesting if i don't write was in caps <laughs> so yeah the fourth film is a cinderella story if the shoe fits uh 2016 this was directed by michelle johnston directed by a woman um mm. first time for the series uh and this one stars in the main role sophia carson who if you're a fan of disney channel you might recognize her from the descendants the that like live action disney spin-off they did of like the um children of all the classic disney villains i didn't know that ever came out i heard about that but then oh there's like three movies in a tv series oh wow it's on the list it's on the franchise franchise list yeah it's on the list who does she Um, play in the descendants uh i looked at her character's name but i didn't look to um see which like character she's the child of um so if you just want to stall um (laughs) hey everybody it's me again beloved podcast character stewie staller stuart staller who i didn't give a voice different from my own what do you guys think about the tobacco industry like for years they have made money off other people's uh sickness other people's addictions they've been exploiting those who smoke too much for their own gain however i would like to posit maybe the theory that um smoking is actually real cool and real good for you and so you should smoke um smoking i i told my mum this once smoke i said mum she she said to me, I would be so disappointed if any of you boys started any of like, because there's only two of us, but either of you boys um, smoked in your lives. She told me this when I was like 12. And I said, mum, smoking is one of the coolest things someone can do. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Um, so she stars as... Um, I can't remember the character. I've already forgotten the character's name, but she's the daughter of the evil queen from Snow White. Very cool. Um, and it'll be someone like that she's got the look yeah. she's got the evil queen look mm. does she ever <laughs> um and she um also interestingly i just found out she stars in a spin-off of a sequel series to pretty little liars oh. where um pretty little liars is where um lucy howell made her name pretty prettier little liars uh no it's called pretty little liars the perfectionists mm. um but they only just started airing like um last year or this year yeah let's yeah, it came it. out like two months ago um yeah it's still airing there's a new <laughs> episode coming out like actually i think the season finale came out um a week ago today wow bet it was good yeah the no spoilers please we haven't watched it yet <laughs> um yeah and also so the uh wicked stepmother is a jennifer tilly in this movie oh, it's perfect the theory the, our theory is confirmed you go jennifer coolidge jane lynch missy pyle jennifer tilly it's like yeah that is 50 percent of missy pyle <laughs> <Jennifer Tilly. laughs> um, and again she's fantastic i thought she was great um yeah this movie. Well, uh, and what's this film about uh, this is our second franchise in a row where there's a sequel set at a resort that probably shouldn't be at a resort. It doesn't really make sense that they're at a resort. So the characters all go to this resort where there is a director putting on a play and it stars Prince Charming, who's a pop star or something. And yeah. um, to me, I was like, imagine going to a resort. You're there to relax. And then they're like, <laughs> we're putting on a play. Come be in it. And it's not like, it's like a big deal. And the last thing I'd want to do on holiday would be audition to be in a play that's presumably 
being performed to the other people at the resort. Yeah, well, you people, see it at the end, and they're like... Yeah. Yeah. People um, can't commit to that. What if you got to go home before the play's finished? <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what's what's the play they're doing? It's Cinderella. They're yeah. doing a Cinderella. Now, I wanted to ask you about this. Does it... Is it like how you don't... Like, every zombie movie is set in a world where no zombie movies have ever existed, and that's kind of the only way you can make a zombie movie work. Does it <laughs> wreck the the reality of the film to have the characters be aware of the Cinderella story whilst also the like insane parallels in their own life aren't really like like they might be like oh that's kind of ironic but like no <laughs> you're telling me you're doing a Cinderella play and you're a downtrodden girl who has an evil stepmom and two evil stepsisters and then you disguise yourself to meet your prince charming and then you run away and lose your shoe and he uses the shoe to work out who you are Are you telling me you're not going to be like i don't don't know i think these movies work better all this yeah yeah i think these movies work better and live and living in a world where no one's heard of the cinderella folktale yeah um i don't know i kind of liked it though i liked that after all this time they're finally referencing cinderella I don't. Um, but I, I, think, but I, I, I 100% get where you're coming from. Yeah, the the disguise that she has in this in this one is she puts on a wig and a British accent, and no one can recognise her. Contact lenses and a mole. Yep, that's true. She is inches away from Jennifer Tilly's face in this, and when she's in her disguise, <laughs> she's like talking to her, and not once does Jennifer Tilly go, "You're my stepdaughter." I can tell because I know exactly what you look like. And <laughs> if the audience can tell, it's like Superman Clark Kent styles. Like, he's so obviously, she's so obviously the same person. And they, they, they've they never seen her before. And it's like, that's not how wigs and accents work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to watch this movie with Tim Allen, eh? <laughs> Why? Because of he... This is real, real deep cut. Um, but... Remember I showed you that interview with Tim Allen on Conan where he's talking about how he can't watch superhero movies because he's like, oh, I'll be watching the movie and it'll be like, the Hulk will go big and I'll be like, why isn't he, why why has he still got pants on? Yeah. And it's like, Tim Allen, stop doing jokes that people have been doing for 30 years. Yeah. And like, how do people not know it's Clark Kent? And then it's like, what are you doing? doing tim what allen. content is this tim this interview is from like last year look it up <laughs> look up tim allen on conan superhero movies it's like the most bafflingly out of touch person you've ever seen <laughs> and then he talks about a movie he did called zoom academy for superheroes um which he's like oh it didn't turn out as good as we wanted but the script is real good and it's like the movie's shit it's like three percent on tomatoes um but anyway uh I digress. So mm. this film, yeah, I actually didn't, I don't know, I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was, because uh, you, you messaged me during it and said, this is the worst one. Yeah, I just thought it was stupid. The whole resort stuff, all the stuff I've talked about already. I was yeah. like, this is stretching the reality of this film too thin. Yeah, but it also does another um, sitcom trope of, oh, I've helped, I've got to be in two places at the same once, <laughs> and two, and the, the same once. I've got the to be in two once. places at the same time, two places at once, um, and in two different disguises, and neither of them can know I'm the other one, and then mm. they fuck up somehow. Because when it started, I was like, oh, okay, this is the scene where she gets found out. 
when yeah. she's like, oh, I've got to be here and here. But all she does is put her mole on the wrong side. And she's like, oh, it happens to everyone and my family and Yorkshire Puddingshire. Yeah, that's where she tells people that she's from. Yorkshire yeah. Puddingshire, which is near Hogwarts Shire. It's very cringy, very cringy scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I say it's my least favorite, but if my if the first one is a 12% on Ron Tomatoes, they sort of fluctuate between 13 and 11 for the sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they? You didn't tell me what the Ron Tomatoes scores are for the sequels. Uh, none of them have any. So. Oh, of course. That'll be why. Uh, That'll cool. be why. Although I think one of them, one of them has like a audience score. I think maybe the second one has an audience score of like eighty. Yeah, but it's based on like you know three yeah. reviews or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is also our second franchise in a row, Richard, where um, every film but one has opened with a dream sequence. Because. <laughs> The Bring yeah. It On, the first five Bring It On movies opened with a dream sequence, and the second three uh, um, movies in the uh, Cinderella story series open with a dream sequence. Nice. The first one opens with a fantasy sequence, but it's not like the character doesn't Ooh. wake up from a dream. So it's different. And I Damn. guess our second franchise, where our third franchise, where um, every almost every movie or every movie starts with a with a dream which is with final destination in tow um <laughs> yeah man hardcore dude we did hardcore. it we talked about it <laughs> we did it and even though we did four movies this is one of our shortest podcasts in quite a while no we got we still got the segments we still got the segments segments plural jesus yeah, um talk about titles right. what we'll talk about titles okay yeah let's talk about titles good, okay good thinking so we talk about let's talk about titles on this podcast um, I mean, we've kind of said what what we needed to say with um, another another Cinderella story being like bring it on again, but it it does. I feel like this re like it it, it reinforces my theory from the bring it on episode that it's like another Cinderella story. Like it's not a positive title. Yeah, yeah. It it kind of feels quite um like like it's not being very earnest with itself um because no one's ever going to watch another cinderella story first either i reckon that's why that the, you don't see this titling trope happen a lot it's because right, it makes yeah. it feel like you can't watch it on its own um i think that uh it does would you have liked it if they called the third one yet another cinderella story uh i see this with bring it on it's like yeah i, I kind of i dig the absurdity of that mm, mm. um then the other thing i wanted to ask you is what what does if the shoe fits what does that idiom mean because i was while i was watching i was like i don't think i actually fully understand what this or i've looked it up or i've used it enough to know um what it means. it's like um if it looks that way it probably is that way yeah I yeah think. i thought it might be that yeah, um, yeah so yeah it's if um, the shoe fits wear it oh uh, so it's like um if i were to insult you and you get offended by it it's like if you're offended by it, it's obviously true about you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not like if it looks like a duck, which is a bit different. Yeah. If it looks like um, a duck and, and walks like a duck, then it probably is a duck. It's yeah. not exactly the same as that. Yeah. Nice. Cool. It's like if you look like a fuck and <laughs> talk like a fuck, you probably are a wow. fuck. Um, yeah. So um, don't worry, AJ, because there is a continue the franchise coming. Oh my goodness. Not just our pitches, but there is a fifth Cinderella story in the works. Hooray. A Cinderella story Christmas Wish is due to uh, come out this year. 
Um, I haven't heard of any of the stars, and it, it doesn't look like they had on the IMDb page for it. It doesn't look like any of them are like older, so I couldn't tell you who the like stepmother is. But. Damn, that was the piece of information I wanted to know the most. But yeah. even if we haven't heard of her, I probably haven't heard of fifty percent of Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's probably still applies. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's continue that franchise. This is a segment where uh, we pitch our continuations of the franchise. So this could be take any form, um, you know, could be a movie, could be a stage play, mm-hmm. could be whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's yours, AJ? Well, I feel like instead of doing four to three to four movies as sequels that are the same thing, Surely the more logical choice would have been to do other fairy tales, Mm. like do a Snow White story or a Rapunzel story. And I was like, yeah, I'll pitch that. And then this is the end of my pitch, Richard, because I started (laughs) to think about them and I was like, none of them are really as like applicable as Cinderella. Cinderella's the one that you you can superimpose into the modern world. Like you couldn't do Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God. You couldn't do like Rapunzel's too weird to do with with the hair. From what I know of Snow White, the character doesn't do a lot in that movie. And I don't know how you would do the Seven Dwarves um, storyline. So my continuing the franchise is um, what I thought would be a good idea, but then thought about it more and was like, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Well, that's that's good for you, man. I'm glad you admitted that. So, I mean, I've got a couple. I can spitball here. Um, One would be to go, and I'll probably need your help on this, is to do like the prequel to Cinderella story. It's just called Cinderella story, maybe not a Cinderella story. Mm. And it's um, instead of going half, you go double. So who's twice as famous as Jennifer Coolidge and twice as famous as Chad Michael Murray and Hilary Duff. So it'll be like, um, I don't know, who's the most famous like girl that age at the moment? The girl the age of, of Hilary, Hilary Duff, Duff yeah. at the time in 2004. No, nah, or like now to come out now. I'm going to say like, like Emma Watson or Emma Stone. Oh yeah, so Emma Stone star. Mm. Oh, she's getting she's 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 probably out outside of teenage uh, ability. But anyway, uh, let us know who you think. Um, and then like Meryl Streep is the um, stepmother. Very cool, Billie Eilish. <laughs> sure, yeah, Billie Eilish. Um, That's the only then, teen teen girl celebrity I know of at the moment. Um, and then we have or oh, another one. Um, is to do not another Cinderella story. <laughs> and so it's like a parody, like, um, you know, not another team movie. Yeah. So just parodying the story of Cinderella. Jennifer Coolidge reprises her role. Yeah, yeah, she would as well. They all would. Uh, so that brings us almost to the end of our episode. However, we do have to let you know what our next franchise is. And I know what it is. AJ doesn't know what it is. He knows... Mm probably what it could be um but we're doing something very special in two weeks time aren't we aj Um, yes because no yes yeah so for our next episode it's going to coincide with the release of our first ever episode it'll be three years to the day since we released our first episode on lethal weapon three years ago and so we put up on our patreon that um, we put all of the the franchises which we covered in our first year, uh, put them up in a poll and said, which one would you like us to redo? Let us know and we will redo it. And the winner is, drumroll P, please. Oh. 
we will be redoing a famous episode of ours, the Spider-Man franchise. Cool. Okay, let's do Spider. So, what what are the rules here? Because Spider-Man is a bit complicated these days. Yeah, because there's four different canons. And when we covered it, all we needed to do was the original Raimi trilogy and the Mark uh, Mark Webb. Yeah. Duology. So, how do you want to do this? Um, because, yeah, when we did it last time, we did all five movies because uh, we said that to do, like, yeah, do, doing them all was more interesting than doing half at the time. Mm. Should we? I reckon we just do all of them. Do um, Webb, uh, Raimi, Webb, um, MCU, Spider Verse, all in one. And Venom? <laughs> I forgot about Venom. Holy shit. Oh my god, God, this is so complicated. So we're going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming again. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I've also watched (laughs) Spider-Verse real recently as well. Yeah. All right, well, no, that's them's the the breaks. breaks. Uh, But yeah, so like either there or we do like, um, we do a redo of what we first did and then just like plus three, like, you know, plus one MCU film plus um, Spider-Verse, plus Venom. So there's like three different canons of the same episode. This is the this is the worst franchise that could have been <laughs> redone. It's uh, so complicated. No, you're right. If, uh, you told me not to look it up, and I thought, because I knew Spider-Man was equal winning. Um, yeah. where, and you told me not to look it up, which made me think maybe something else had won. And I was like, God, if it's, ac- if it's actually Medea... I'm not. I can't do it. Like you know what I mean. Like I was like, I can't. I'm sorry. And I now you can't wish do it if it's Medea. Yeah. All right. Well, in the next few weeks, you'll be getting some kind of Spider-Man content from us. Mm. Uh, we'll probably discuss off pod what the best way to do it is. But and you can feel so... free. Tell us what you want to see. Maybe you do only want to see the the original five done. Redone yeah. Maybe again. you just want to. You actually just want to see us redo that episode because it was shit. It's pretty good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's one of our best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, where can people find us, AJ? You can find Cult Popcher on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, Acast, iTunes, um, 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 Twitter, uh, and you can email us at media at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of a Cinderella story, what you think of our podcast. If you, we've said this before, we do, we're going to be doing like maybe every two months we might do a fan mail episode so if you give us something to you know give us some feedback or comment something leave an itunes review uh we will read it on this show so yeah, if you give us your reading of a cinderella story once upon a song speaking mm. of a cinderella story once upon a song go look up the poster for it it's real funny <laughs> it's really bad is it um and lucy hale looks very awkward and does not look like herself on it um so yeah if you're if you're at home listening to this and you have access to the internet which i'm sure you do um look that up you say once upon a time once upon a song once upon a song is images (laughs) that's so bad eh? it's pretty funny awesome it's very weird it's like cut off at a weird point in her in, on her like yeah. it's it's of her face and the title is too far down the page there's a lot of headroom up the top above the title and then it like cuts off just at her, as her neck ends 
It's yeah. a very strange poster indeed. Do you know what's funny? We're looking at different posters, but they're equally terrible. Yeah, they're, they're, so you're talking about the other one where they're all tied up and yeah, <laughs> and microphone cord. Yeah. Um, it's the same also, face. Yeah. And she's wearing different clothes and different versions of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. Um, we should talk about posters more. On yeah, this yeah, they talk about a completely visual thing. Um, all right, anyway, the, the episode's over. See you guys. See, thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Man.